Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. on earth will be done. This is not an endless work. There is an end to the work on earth. When every person who has the possibility of turning from their rebellion, the work will be done. I'm going to share with you today the end of that work. I'm tired of the bitter fighting, 
the constant rebellion against Jesus. I am tired of all of the sin, iniquity that's happening all over the world. I want it to be over now. I'm done. No, it's not done until Jesus says it's done, and it's not done until every person has reached the full possibility of repentance. I'm going to share with you today a very serious but wonderful ending of all that we have faced on this earth. Don't say, oh, I've, I've read that, I know that. No, listen, listen today. I guess I want to say to some, if you can't listen to the whole thing, don't listen to any of it. This is vitally important to know beyond question that the work on earth will finally be done. It'll be over. It'll be finished. As things begin to crash and burn on earth, Satan will be taken captive. Satan is a being. He's a person. If I could, Satan was Jesus' personal angel until the rebellion. When the thousand years are over, Satan is going to be released. That's the thousand-year millennium. Satan is going to be released from his prison. And he's going to go out and make one final attempt. Overthrow the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And in that attempt, he will be taken captive and thrown into the burning lake of sulfur, fire. Already before him, the prophet, the false prophet, and the beast, they've been thrown into the lake of fire. Revelation 20. Verse 10, And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. They will pay a very heavy price for their egregious wickedness causing such suffering and pain in so many people.
Now we come to the end. Verse 11, Then I saw a great white throne, and him who was seated on it. The earth and the sky fled from his presence, and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne of God. The books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done, as recorded in the books. The sky, the sea, they all gave up their dead. Death and Hades gave up their dead. Each person was brought before that great white throne and was honestly judged according to what they had done. And then death and Hades They were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second and last death. If any man's name was not found written in the book of life, he was also thrown into the lake of fire. And that was the end of earth of the wickedness. It's over. The day is coming when it will all be finished and the final judgment will be held. And then what we have lived for, what we have suffered for, what some have lost their life for, the reward of the saints Chapter 21. I have read this chapter and and I have read chapter 22 standing at the bedside of a dear man who was dying. He was under heavy, heavy, heavy sedation. And suddenly his eyes popped open. He was wide awake to listen. 21 and 22 of Revelation. I pray that today as you listen, your eyes will pop open and you will see and understand what we have been paying the price for. I'll try to get through this without tears, but I seldom have been able to. These words move me as almost nothing else I've ever read. But this is why I serve. This is why I preach. This is why I love you. This is why 
I've laid my life down for you because I want you there. Chapter 21, the book of Revelation. Then I saw a new heaven, a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. They passed away with the great white throne judgment. They were no more. There was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, that is the city of God, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now, the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I'm making everything new. At that time, share with you, we don't want to go out and dig in the ground and find a Coke can or some other leftover antique from the earth before it was finally judged. Verse 6, he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. He who overcomes will inherit it all, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murders, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars. Their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. <clears throat> this is the second, the second death. One of the seven angels who had seven bowls of, of the last plague came and said to me, Come, come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high, 
And he showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God, and its brilliance was like that of a rare precious jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a high wall with twelve gates and with twelve angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the twelve tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. The wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the lambs. Peter, James, John, so on. The angel who talked with me had a measuring rod of of gold to measure the, the city, its gates and its walls. The city was laid out like a square, as long as it was wide. He measured the city with the rod and found it to be 1,400 feet in length and as wide and high as it is long. He measured the wall and it was 200 feet thick by man's measurements. That's what the angel was using. The wall was made of jasper the city of pure gold, as pure as glass. The foundations of the city were decorated with every kind of precious stone. And then all of the stones are named. As I looked at this, streets of the city were made of pure gold. I didn't see a temple didn't see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty, the Lamb, they were the temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the lamp, the Lamb is its pure lamp. The nation will walk by its light. The kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be closed, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Then the angel showed me the rest, the river of water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, 
yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no night. There will be no need. The light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. Oh, I want to be there. How I want to be there. Chapter 22, verse 7. Behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy in this book. I, John, and the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard and I'd seen them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who had shown them to me. But he said to me, Do not do it. I am a fellow servant with you, with your brothers, the prophets, and all who keep the words of the book. Worship God. Worship God. Then he told me, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, because the time is near. Let him who does wrong continue to do wrong, and let him who is vile continue to be vile. Let him who does right continue to do right, and let him who is holy continue to be holy. That's the word of of God to you and me. Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to everyone according to what he has done. I'm the Alpha and the Omega. That is, I'm the beginning, and I'm the end. Remember, I said at the beginning of this broadcast, The work on earth will be done. There is an end to the foolish wickedness of this earth. It will be burned and cast aside like old garments. This earth is not going to last. It is not our home forever. A new earth and a new heaven are being created for us. He said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He will be the end of this earth and he will be the beginning of a glorious new place, a new home for you and for me. If our names are found in the Lamb's book of life. Oh, how I want to see him. Look him in his face to be in that new Jerusalem.
blessed. Revelation 22 goes on, verse 14, Blessed are those who wash their robes, that they may have the right to the tree of life. Remember where it said the tree of life was? Branches stretching out over that crystal stream flowing from the throne of God. Blessed are those who wash their robes. And we're told in this precious book that that means the righteous acts of the saints who have said, I'm going to serve this God. He is my Lord. He is my master. And I'm going to serve him and none other. It says they have the right to the tree of life. And may go, they may go through the gates into the city. Outside are the dogs. Now, this is not speaking negatively of a, of a puppy or a dog. In that day, dogs were scavengers. They ate the refuse of the city. They ate the dead animals of the city. They, they were scavengers. It said, outside are the scavengers. My wife said the other day, is there anything on the earth that you want? No. There's nothing in hell that I want. I want Jesus. I want heaven. People ask me, what's your address? I'll say Revelation 21. (laughs) They look at me like I'm crazy. I don't want to be outside. I don't want to be where the dogs are, where the scavengers are. Scavengers are going to be burned because there will no longer be any dead. Outside are the dogs. Those who practice the magic arts. Those who practice the magic arts. Some of you are deep in the magic arts, and if you don't renounce those, if you don't renounce the tarot cards, if you don't renounce the, the connections with the dark side, You will not be allowed in that city above. The sexually immoral. Those who masturbate. Those who are involved in unclean affairs. Shacked up with somebody you're not married to. One night stands, hooking up. You won't be allowed in the city. You will instead be cast into the fire of hell. 
If you're sexually immoral, your life is going to come to a very, very unpleasant end. Because there is a day of judgment. And you will face the penalty for your wickedness. The murders. And Jesus tells us that the murders are also the ones who are angry, bitter, hostile. If anger rules in your heart and in your life, if bitterness has not been replaced with forgiveness, you will not be allowed in that beautiful city. You will be shut out. Idolaters. Idolaters are those who do not treasure the person of Jesus Christ. People who have who have made side agreements with darkness, who have made covenant with darkness, who have who have given themselves to the world, the flesh, and the devil. Remember the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? If you've made agreement with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, if you're in charge of your life, you have your plans, Scripture calls you an idolater. And then finally, everyone who loves and practices falsehood. You will not be allowed in that city. Some of you have practiced falsehood and have never made restitution. You've never repented. You've never gone and said, I'm guilty. I'm sorry. Here, let me pay it back. A woman who had been engaged in shoplifting, though calling herself a Christian, said, I'm afraid you will not think well of me, but this is what I did. Tears. And she told how she'd gone back and paid restitution. said, my dear sister, I don't think less of you. I think you are extremely brave and courageous. I think better of you. <laughs> Anyone who loves and practices falsehood will not be allowed in that city grand city of God. Verse 16, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you the testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. This is our Lord. Lord. 
the Spirit and the Bride, say, Come. Let him who hears say, Come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. Whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. anyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to him the plagues of is described in this book. He says, I am coming soon. And I say with The Apostle John, oh, come quickly. Lord Jesus, come quickly. We're dying on this sick planet. Does not want cowards. Have you made the decision to follow Jesus? Have you made the decision to measure up to what he is calling you to by the Spirit of the living God? Have you said yes? Or are you still playing with darkness? Have you been set free of all sin? No, not fully mature. I'm not fully mature either. I still make mistakes. Mistakes are different than sin. Sin must include a voluntary decision on your part to engage in this wickedness. That is sin. If we have an infirmity, that's not sin. If we make an accidental mistake, that is not sin needs to be taken care of. We need to grow up. We need to let the Spirit know that this we don't want in our heart. We need you to come and remove it by the blood. But sin is voluntary. It's volitional. It's it's saying, yes, I'm going to choose to be this way. I don't choose to be that way. I want to be clean before Jesus. I want to be washed in the precious blood of my Lord. So what decision have you made? Are you with me? Tired of the bitter fighting and the constant rebellion and I'm not going to engage in it with any person. Everyone has the right to say what they want to say. But so do I. And what I'm going to say is, Jesus, be lifted up and be blessed. I want to be made holy. I choose. I choose to be made holy by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. How awesome.
How awesome is our Lord. I saw an angel coming down out of heaven, having the key to the abyss down somewhere in Iraq, holding in his hand a great chain. He seized the dragon, that ancient serpent, who was it's called the devil or Satan. He binds him with that great chain for a thousand years and throws him into the abyss. And the earth is going to be absolutely free for a thousand years. Because the devil is going to be found in the abyss, the prison of God. They're already prisoners in that, in that great abyss. Prisoners from the book of Genesis. Who were thrown there because they came down and, and mated with angels. They left their place, their estate. They left it. They rebelled. They said, we're not going to stay here. We're going to go have our way. They're also in the abyss. He threw him into the abyss and locked and sealed it over him to keep him from deceiving the nations anymore until the thousand years were ended, and then he must be set free for a short time. I've wondered why should he be set free? Because this is the incredible, incredible grace of God that he would set this wicked evil this dragon and then i'm shocked when i see men and women with dragons tattooed on their legs do they want to be with the devil when the prison doors are closed do you if you have a dragon tattooed on your body, you're in trouble. You're saying, my loyalty is to this dragon, to this snake. Thrown into the abyss and locked up. Would you like to be thrown into the abyss and locked up with the devil? I wouldn't. And then it says, I saw thrones on which were seated those who had been given authority to judge. Yes, we will judge angels. And I saw the souls of those who'd been beheaded because of their testimony for Jesus and because of the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or his image. They had not received the mark on their forehead or in their hands. They came to life. They reigned with Christ a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until a thousand years were ended. They had part in the first resurrection. The second death was, has no power to reign over them. But they will be 
priests of God and Christ and will reign with him a thousand years. You know, people try to make this into all kinds of craziness. Just read it for what it says. It means what it says literally. When the thousand years are over, Satan will be released from his prison and will get to go out and deceive the nations in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them for battle. In number, they're like the sand of the seashore. They marched across the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of God. What is the camp of God? The camp of God is Jerusalem. They marched across the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of God, of God's people, the city he loves. But fire came down from heaven and devoured them. And the devil, who deceived them, was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet have been thrown. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Did you catch it? This is the end. This is the beginning of our stay with Jesus for eternity, never to be taken away from him, never to be separated from him, to live in the new Jerusalem, to live in the new earth, where never again will sin, will sin enter and destroy and deceive. Never again. This is eternal peace with God. You know, I don't think you and I can even begin to imagine the glories of that place and what we will be able to do and where we'll be able to go and the work of ambassadorship where we represent Jesus to worlds untold. I'll tell you, The name Jesus means he saves his people from their sins. That's what we're looking for. Almighty God, I'm so grateful today for your kingdom. I'm so grateful today for your love and your majesty and your power and that Satan cannot overthrow your kingdom and he cannot Snatch us back. We are hidden in you, Jesus. We are fully given over to you and to your kingdom. And we are so done with this world. We're so tired of the, of the bitter fighting and the constant rebellion against you and your kingdom. We're so tired of the wickedness, the sin, the arguing, the the battle. Lord, you have won the battle and now win the battle for us in our hearts. Give us a place of standing with you, Jesus, in the glorious throne room above 
And we will wait patiently now for this battle on earth to be finished. It will be finished. Thank you, Jesus. I pray in your holy name. Amen. Thank you for being with me today. This is the most precious material I could bring to you. I'm just so overcome. I'm overwhelmed by the love of Jesus Christ for his people and his patience with those of wickedness, wanting not one to die. If you've not made the decision yet, he's patiently waiting for you. Will you make it now? Will you make it now? Before the day of probation closes on your life? Will you come to him now? Will you confess to him your sin and your rebellion, your anger and your bitterness? Will you do it now? Now, we don't have much time left in this broadcast. I'd like to pray for you if you're sick or broken. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for every person who will listen to this broadcast. And I pray, Almighty God, for healing in their bodies. Lord, I'm broken. My right leg is broken. I don't know how much longer I can go. But I'm going to go to the end of my life, and I'm going to go to the end, by your grace, of Earth's history, and be one of those that you call forth to stand before you righteous and holy, made clean by your blood, Jesus. I'm going to stand until this work on earth is finished in the blood of my Lord Jesus. I praise you and I worship you. I know who you are. Jesus, Son of the Most High God, fully man and fully God. Oh, my Lord, I come beseeching your power to flow and heal those who turn now to you. Lord, do the work that only you can do by your grand majesty, by your love, by your mercy. Lord, some are married to people who are not saved. I pray you will come and move in power for that brother, that sister, who is married to a non-believer or is married to a non-committed believer. Lord, come in power into that marriage 
into that family with those children. Lord, demonstrate before their eyes your great kindness and mercy. For there is a day of judgment that is coming like a flood upon us. Come, Lord Jesus. I pray in your holy name. Amen. Well, that's about all the time we're going to have today. But I do want to say just a couple of things. This is a faith ministry. That means I depend entirely on Jesus to pay for this radio ministry and this YouTube ministry. We've just been notified that there will be a significant price increase for January 1. I'll talk more about that later. But I know you're with me. You're faithful before Jesus. And if you're moved with compassion for the hearts and minds and souls of those who have not yet turned to Jesus... Would you help me get this word out to them? None of the money comes for me. It doesn't go in my pocket. It goes for the work of the gospel. Would you help me reach Washington, D.C. and the world with this gospel? It's a beautiful, beautiful gospel. As the Lord prompts you to give, give hilariously as we come to the end of this year. Are you buying your your friends gifts? What have you given to Jesus? Let him be the one to receive the greatest gift from your heart. And I know Jesus will be pleased. I was really puzzled about what to do on today's broadcast. It was one of those unusual days when the Lord had not spoken And then just in time, he said, this is the most precious truth I can give you. But in his love and in his mercy, this thing is going to soon be over. And we're going to walk into those pearly gates. Going to rejoice. Oh, my Lord, I know it's about love. It's not about legalism. It's not about... Not about anything but love. And I just want to tell you, Father, how much I love you. How much I appreciate what you're doing in this broadcast. I have no idea who's who's listening. 
But I know Jesus, you're listening. And I know you have great compassion and love for every person who hungers and thirsts for you, Jesus. I praise his name today. I lift up my heart to him. I thank those of you who have come on the the chat line because those will pop up every time somebody listens to this broadcast somewhere in the world. And that testimony of yours is priceless to Jesus. So thank you for those kind words. Not about me, about Jesus. This is about him. This is his broadcast. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon.